of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 28 of Conference Talk. It's okay. <laughs> let me just, let me get this off my chest. I've in preparation to move this podcast series, uh, if you will, this podcast over to its own feed, I was doing a lot of listening to our old conference talk episodes, which are not really old. It's just from the last six months. And since I was listening to the beginning of each one, yeah, they, the, I, we say conference talk, I say conference talk too fast. It's not about saying it fast. It's about saying it with the exclamation point at the end. But, (laughs) right? So, but the exclamation point is just an excited, like, it's a symbol of excitement. Yeah. So you could say it really fast. That would also be appropriate, right? I mean, Kev, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you're the only one that cares. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. And I love you, but I just say it loud at the end. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners say it however they want. Yeah. So, That's cool. I, as long as you're excited is the point. This is, if I didn't say it already, episode 28. Yeah. Which is going to be the final episode of this. Season one. Yeah, season of Conference Talk. Um, April 2020 general conference because in four days from now we've got october general conference and man i don't think i don't think i've ever been more excited for a general conference than i have been for this one (laughs) i'm very excited the only general conference that i was this excited for before this one was the last one not the one where you got baptized in between conferences. Man, okay, so I'm sure some of you listening know, uh, have heard the story, and obviously Shelby just said it, like, condensed, but I was baptized on conference weekend in between the Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon sessions. And so I was, like, I was dunked, confirmed there because there's no church the next day. Right. And so I had session, the first session, 
with not the gift of the Holy Ghost <laughs> and the subsequent sessions with the gift of Holy Ghost. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I mean, this is an interesting thing because I went over to, I watched my first general conference at uh, a brother Anderson's house with the missionaries and of course, brother Anderson himself and brother Anderson's wife and daughters, both of whom were living there at the time. I'm pretty sure none of them were watching it. And at one point, like it was going on and like one of the daughters came in and she was like going out with friends or something. And it was just interesting to, to look back on that and, and be like, you know, there's a, there's a casual way. I'm not judging any, anyone, um, especially not the Andersons, but there is a casual way of approaching general conference. And then there's a, a more reverent and, you know, just, just preparing for it, really preparing for it. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because we had a, a fantastic Institute class last night, uh, this tonight. Um, and it's also been a long day and, uh, I've just got conference on my mind, which is really good because here we are talking about conference. Right. I've been talking a lot, Shelby. So take it away. What's, what's going on in this episode of conference talk? Well, first is that an announcement that we didn't go over yet. Um, next, remember two things. This is going to its own feed. And then the second thing is we have a new intro. So you heard the other intro when you come in and we're like, hey, y'all, blah, 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 you know, welcome to conference talk. Well, we have remixed that. And if you've listened to the Book of Mormon podcast, episode 52, you're going to have some of a taste of what to expect. So next week, we'll open up with that new intro and that new feed as the second so-called season, quotations, uh, begins for October 2020 General Conference. So I just wanted to say that really quick. Awesome. And then we haven't said the talk that we're talking about yet, which is Go Forward in Faith by President Russell M. Nelson. And um, Kevin and I were debating on whether or not to even do a like a conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, about this talk. Just because he is recapping a lot of what General Conference was like and the things we were invited to do and all that. But what I was more impressed with was the temples. But I have a special place in my heart for temples. They just mean the world to me and everything to me. And so when Kevin was like, well, because I hadn't listened to it yet, and he's like, do we need to do a talk on it? or a conversation on it. And then I went and listened to it like three times. I was like, well, yeah, because I love talking about temples. So if I have an opportunity to talk about temples and share it, then I, I want to talk about it. And maybe the podcast won't be that long, but at least we have some recording of our of ourselves to share, right? Especially yeah. for our future uh, generations. So I wanted to talk about temples, but was there anything that you wanted to talk about in the beginning that President Nelson mentioned, or just jump straight into temples. And I, and I say temples is because he announces temples um, at this last talk. 
that hadn't been announced yet in conference? Um, no. Okay. I don't have any, I don't have any really thought, any real thoughts. Um, why don't you take it away? Okay. So he begins by saying, now let's talk about temples. <laughs> and I love it because you can just hear President Nelson saying that. Um, basically, he gives a history of uh, the dedicatory prayer in the Salt Lake Temple. And I was very impressed with the part that he did share given the circumstances of COVID-19, right? This was at the beginning of the pandemic. And he says, here are the pleadings from a mighty prophet of God that were offered in the prayer. He said, when thy people shall not have the opportunity to, of entering this holy house and they are oppressed and in trouble, surrounded by difficulties and shall turn their faces towards this holy house and ask thee for deliverance, for help, for thy power to be extended in their behalf. We beseech thee to look down from thy holy habitation in mercy and listen to their cries. And I love that because that's exactly what the people and all of us are still currently going through and we're going through is that we do not right now have the opportunity of entering temples, at least as casually as we used to, right? Like, and as freely as we used to. Yeah. You can't just go do a session because you want to go do a session or you want to do baptisms. At this point, all temples are like closed down. Even well, live, like, oh, at, the, at this point that he's yeah. speaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was a very interesting. Um, I love that he picked up part of the part of the dedicatory prayer to share with us. And it made me think about how I, because I can't go to the temple and we, Kevin, could, no one, the whole world can go to the temple. What can I do in my home to make it feel like a temple? Mm-hmm. That was one thing I took away from the talk. If I may just continue with um, President Nelson speaking, he says, brothers and sisters, during times of our distress, when temples are closed, you can still draw upon the power of your temple covenants and endowment as you honor your covenants. Mm -hmm. And he asks us to please use this time when temples are closed to continue to live a temple-worthy life or to become temple-worthy. And, um, you know, what I, what I thought about with regard to that was that, you know, whether, whether a temple is, whether temples are open or closed, whether there's a pandemic or not, the, the holiness of the temple is unchanged. It's not like we're going to have to go and rededicate all the temples when they reopen. Mm, yeah. Like they stood as holy places, notwithstanding what was going on out in the world. Right. And that, that testified, that helped my testimony when I, when I thought about that and, and knew that that was true. It grew my testimony that, Temples really are a place set apart from the world. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to share about that. I think the reason my my love for temples is so deep is because there was a point. In, so I was I went to school at BYU-Idaho in Rexburg, 
and there's a temple right up the street from where I lived. Mm -hmm. And my whole first year at Bureau, Idaho, I did not. I went to the temple, but not as frequently as I should have been with the temple being that close, in my opinion. <laughs> so I made a goal to go to the temple and um, every week. And I did that every week for three years. I did that, except when I was at home. And even when I was at home, I made everyone follow me to the Oakland Temple. <laughs> so I say that because that temple was a holy place like Kevin talked about. And it stood as a strength for me in my trials. And I had a lot of trials going on at the time with family and just so many things were happening. And the temple was the only thing I could count on every single week to be there standing constantly with the doors open, much like Jesus Christ, right? Because he is at the center of the temple to go and feel an uh, increase in abundance of a spirit that you don't really get anywhere else unless you create it in your home. And so that's why my desire for this talk came to share tonight it was because that place has been a place I know what it means when it says to like draw upon the temple and your and your covenants at the time I was only um I only had made baptismal covenants I hadn't made temple covenants yet and that still brought me power right it's through the priesthood and so when these temples are announced just think of all the people and what that blessing is going to be in their life for having a temple closer to them because they'll be able to draw upon that strength in that building and essentially they're putting Christ closer to them physically but with the temple. Yeah. So just to draw upon like the parallels let's say that a, an individual has you know, made choices that have made it, uh, that have um, ended their participation in temple ordinances, meaning they're not living temple worthy. They're not worthy of the recommend, you know, answering the, the temple recommend interviews appropriately. Is it any different? Let me ask this carefully. What's the difference between not being able to go to the temple and not being able to go to the temple? So not being able to go to the temple because it's physically not open <laughs> or because you have something in your life you need to work on before you can go. The, the only difference is us and our relationship with Jesus Christ. If I can like succinctly answer that question, right? It reminds me of a video where Elder Bednar was talking about how he went, I think somewhere in Africa, and he was sitting in on a Sunday school lesson, and there was a sister who was giving a lesson on fasting. It's like a gospel principles class. And these were people who they did go days without eating, but because they could not, or, you know, they could not eat, they did not have food 
all the time. And so the sister was trying to teach the difference between fasting and just not eating. Mm-hmm. And Elder Benar said that he had been a member, of course, all of his life, and it had taken that sister's lesson for him to really understand the difference between fasting and not eating. Because likewise, there are days that I go to work and, (laughs) you know, normally I will eat something in the morning, regardless, like a protein shake or something. But there could be days and have been days where I just go to work and I didn't have anything to eat and I don't eat until I get home. And that's very different than fasting. There's, there's intention behind fasting. There's a purpose. And so, and uh, moreover, just not eating, like just not going to the temple is not, um, it's, it has no impact on your salvation. Right. Um, but the fasting and prayer and the decision to go to the temple when you are able and when you are worthy is such a, um, a difference, a magnitude of difference or a difference in magnitude. However, that, <laughs> that saying, that expression is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's like your purpose, your intent of heart is really what matters. Right. Right. And yeah, I, I pray for the temple to be open. Like I love the temple. It doesn't matter what temple. I just love being in the temple. (laughs) I told Kevin one of our requirements wherever we live is to be within 30 minutes to an hour of a temple because I don't want to be farther than that if I don't have to be. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel, I feel the same way. So I don't know. And that, and that's what these people get that like these feelings we're talking about. I'm sure these locations, like um, they were in Argentina, Florida, um, democratic, democratic Republic of the Congo, Pennsylvania, Nigeria, Utah, United Arab Emirates and Shanghai, China. Like these people may have temples close to them already, or maybe they don't, but it's an opportunity when a temple is placed for the people in that area to be blessed and to have a closer relationship with their savior, Jesus Christ, through going and participating in those um, ordinances that are done there. And it's amazing. And can we talk about the fact that the Shanghai temple is like a miracle in itself. And it obviously it's, it's a little bit different. It's not open for like tourism and, and it's really just a modest uh, multi-purpose meeting place that will provide a way for ordinances to be done. And obviously still no proselyting and, and things like that. And they have to make appointments, but goodness gracious, that's a miracle to have a temple in Shanghai, China. Right. Yeah. And it will be a blessing to those people. And and it's it'll also be a blessing to that nation. Oh right? yeah, and like, also all the ancestors in that nation. Yeah, you know the the 
it's very interesting to think about and to reflect upon the, the decisions of people in the present and how they affect both people in the past and people in the future. There's just a wonderful talk by Elder Bednar, and, and he really takes a lot of what he talks about from President Hinckley, and it was a YSA devotional from a couple of years back called A Welding Link. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good one. And I remember... I remember. Uh, I'm gonna look up the year while you're talking. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was 2017, but you can definitely look it up. It, just to share a brief, you know, story about that talk with me, and and I think it's very related to the subject matter here in this this episode because it's you're all right. about the temple. Is that at that time in 2017, I was just getting back into activity. Uh, after several years of kind of, you know, I was going to church, but I was working a lot, working on Sundays, not prioritizing how I should. Your intent wasn't what it should have been, right? Your purpose. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It was, there was, there was a lack of intent. And uh, because if I really wanted to go, I could have gone. Right. Many, many days, uh, many Sundays <laughs> I could have gone and I could have done more. Um and so I remember I, I was just getting back active and uh, I don't even know how I came across that, that talk. I think it was just because I was more plugged in, right? And I, yeah. I caught wind of it. It came up on my feed. I don't know what happened, but um, and I listened to it the day after or something and it just moved me. And just thinking about how my decisions did matter. And I, I, I can testify that I know that all of our decisions and our choices matter. Um, there's, I don't think there's any small decisions when it comes to our, our personal righteousness and and furthermore, I think that a lot of people underestimate the power of their personal righteousness. They think, well, it's just about my salvation. You know what? Either I do or I don't. And that's just that's so short sighted. That's not that's not uh, encompassing the whole gospel of Jesus Christ, the whole plan of salvation, because there are people counting on you. Um. And there are people who are in the spirit world who have come before us. And there are people who are waiting to come down to earth. They're counting on you too. <laughs> and so like, don't let them down. Right. Yeah. There's, there's one last thing I wanted to share that president Nelson said, he said in God's goodness and generosity, he is bringing the blessings of the temple closer to his children everywhere. Mm. Now this is in comparison with the, the prophet um, Elijah restoring the stealing power so the hearts of the fathers can be turned to the children and the children to their fathers, right? And the scripture says, if not, the whole earth would be utterly wasted. It is coming, right? I want to read from that welding link talk really quick. I looked it up while you were talking. <laughs> it was 2017. He says, why would the earth be cursed? 
simply because if there's not a welding link between the fathers and the children, which is the work for the dead, then we would all stand rejected. The whole work of God would fail and be utterly wasted. The restoration of this sealing authority is the the leaven or righteous influence, leaven, sorry, or righteous influence that saves the earth from being utterly wasted at the coming of Jesus Christ. So this is why temples are so important because they link us to be that welding link for when Christ comes back and we can present to him, look, we didn't waste all of your time that you just spent trying to get humanity back to you. And we understand that temples are the way that we do that. And so of course the Lord's going to put more and more temples on the earth. So his saints can do that. Yeah. It's, um, we talked about it on the Book of Mormon podcast, but um, when the scriptures talk about a highway set up for the Lord's people, um, I i don't remember. I'm pretty sure there's a there's scripture on it. Well, 100% there's scripture yeah, on okay. it. I'm just trying to think of the episode. But oh, um, I can't remember. It's they in the, it's they in all the 40s. blur together. Yeah, all the Isaiah uh episodes really blur together but i think it's in the 40s but the reason that i brought that up is because um i learned a lot about the importance of the temple um in this context of like linking people together mm-hmm. and the need for temples like in that podcast i had said that in the millennium i believe there's going to be you know, like temples are going to be akin to Starbucks, right? There's yeah. going to be like on every corner, there's going to be some sort of temple, right? Like, I don't know exactly what it looks like. And to be honest, you know, we have in our minds what a temple is supposed to look like, but we know that Joseph Smith, he performed the first endowment ceremonies in the top floor of a house, right? Right. Um, the, uh, the, the Kirtland temple, I believe wasn't even configured like normal temples and they just got the, they got certain things done there. Right. Only, you know, once that the era of temple building got into like Salt Lake, was there more of a procedural design and, and that could have been because more was revealed to them about the temple and right too and then in the you know smaller temples being built like only what was needful right mm-hmm. not huge structures but smaller simpler designs so the lord could definitely inspire prophets to build you know temples that look more like a clinic right where it's just like in and out right no less sacred no less important but more functional right so uh, but going back to that that imagery of a highway that's how that's how we get places and that's like that's how we're going to get back to live with heavenly father Mm. and jesus christ as a sealed family is in the temple. Exalted. Yeah. Eternal life. 
It's pretty cool. All, all of this is really cool and very sacred and special, which maybe I shouldn't use cool and sacred in the same <laughs> same sentence, but. Yeah, but we know your intent. I just know. <laughs> Thank you. I just have a testimony of temples and I, they are, they're just, <laughs> I don't even have words to express how I feel about temples. They, they just bring me so much peace and comfort. And I hope that even when they're closed, they're giving, they're bringing me peace and comfort. Just knowing that I can go back in one day mm -hmm. is good enough for me. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about this talk. Awesome. Well, the next time that you all hear us, at least on conference talk, it will be after the October 2020 general conference the 191st sure general conference <laughs> i actually don't know how would i tell saturday morning session you know, like google it or something i don't know if it's i was trying to look actually at yeah i don't know if it's on the on the gospel library app nevertheless um i hope that we will actually have a guest for that first episode of conference talk and uh, do a little conference recap. So we hope y'all will tune in for that. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy, enjoy conference y'all. Yeah. And have fun listening to it. Have fun. Do your family traditions, <laughs> uh, eat a lot of food, take naps. Don't eat too much that you want to sleep though. <laughs> a good uh, piece of advice that I heard tonight in Institute was to listen or watch conference standing up. Oh yeah. And that way you don't get um, tempted, tempted to fall asleep. To fall asleep. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, it's the 190th. Okay. So it's going to be the 190th. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. I'm glad we got that right before we were done. Yep. <laughs> it was bugging me. <laughs> well, we love y'all and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.